welcome to a brand new episode of Homo Ground. My name is Maya McDonald, and on this broadcast, we're featuring my interview with Chanel Critchlow, aka Tuba Fresh, based right here in New York City. You'll also hear music from her newest EP, that's called Extra Syrup. I sat down with Tuba Fresh at home in Brooklyn back in June to chat about music, life, growth, and ambition. Visit tuberfresh.com for more. Chanel, thanks for joining me. Hi, Maya. How you doing? Good. It's <laughs> funny that I said joining me because I'm sitting in your living room. So thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was sort of enjoying the conversation we were already having. Yeah. I guess we were in the middle of um, talking about a computer upgrade, which is like the least exciting moment of pr- like a production. Yeah. Yeah. But it's necessary. Um, I guess to start... Uh, Where's your head at these days about your music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a oh, big question. Man. That's a big question. We were just talking about it, kind of. Um, yeah, I was like, I'm just clearing out my studio with, like, you know, we have some pots that we're getting for our wedding gifts and certain things just sitting in there. And I'm like, okay, let me just clear it out and get back in there because I'm feeling inspired. There's so much happening right now, you know, just in our country, you know, and... I just feel like something needs to be said. And I don't really see myself as a political music writer at all. I I like writing music. I've always liked to be the person that's like, I'm political because I am who I am kind of person. And then whatever I do is going to reflect that. But I feel like inspired to write something about what's happening or and about like what's going, what I'm going through in my life right now, which is like some real crazy shit. <laughs> Like, yeah. is that something you're comfortable talking about? Or? I feel, like, comfortable talking about it because I feel like it will be good to talk about, but it's, like, you know, like, um, going through, like, you know, I'm about to get married and, you know, stuff comes up. But so going through all of that that's coming up with my family, I've never written anything like that, you know? Everything I write has been more, like, about, like, love songs and things like that, which I think is really powerful, but I just, I don't think I know how to express myself when it comes to that kind of like heartache and I don't know if I could do the music so I'm kind of curious I have been following your Twitter pretty regularly yeah uh it's it's sort of uh inspiring and a little heartbreaking at times yeah uh I can't imagine having to face the particular challenges you're facing from your family about the wedding yeah Uh, yeah how do you like reconcile that you know like right now i just you know called up uh icp i don't know this is like a organization where they kind of match you with a therapist and it's like lgbt focus and i was like yeah i want a therapist and so i haven't seen a therapist in like since 2000 four or something like that must have been a rough year that was a rough year <laughs> That's that the only time year. I ever go to therapy is, like, when it's the last possible The last resort. possible year. No, for real. Like, I feel like the fact that like, you have to, like, go in and, like, kind of figure out how to get a therapist, it's like, you're like, okay, this is the last straw. I'm, I'm at the breaking point. But, like, so, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get therapy and stuff. Like, that's how messed up it feels. Like, it feels like um, I really can't just put it under the covers anymore, which is... I'm really good at that. You know, I've been doing that for a long time. And at some point, I feel like when you have to, like, 
be present for somebody else and you have all these things that you want to do in life is like you can't you can't just like function in the world properly anymore and I find myself fear like I I, I feel like I have a fear that I, I won't be able to function in the world and that everything is going to crumble so I felt like I have to try and make some sort of move you know to to make it not happen uh, I also have that fear, and I think there's something about the age that we are at, and I don't know, having a partner who's like there. Yeah. And uh, I'm not, I can't fuck around it like for another 10 years. Like, sure, my 20s were something, and I learned a lot. Right. But there was still this like, oh, it's okay. You'll right. figure it out later. But like, mm-hmm. later is now. Later is now. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. No, that's how I feel too. I feel like everything is kind of wrapped up in this like kind of small bit of time because shit's about to pop off like in in great ways in you know what i mean but like it so it kind of feels like even more of like a hmm needs to happen um but when you have a partner that's there like you said it's like it makes such a difference it's it's so much more powerful but at the same time it's like you know okay i gotta get this shit together you know what i mean like yeah. and it's not even like how you feel like oh i gotta get shit together like like in a financial way or like how how people really think about that stuff is just like you know this person's here for me I just got to get me together because that's all they really care about at the end of the day you know and so I'm just trying to do that for like me and I'm trying to do it for us and yeah but I was talking to my coworker the other day I was like when you mentioned the state of the time like what what we're living in right now I almost feel like we're living in like a Jim Crow era, I feel like we could be living in Nazi like concentration camp era. I feel like we could be living in slavery era, but yet we have to go out. We gotta walk. We gotta um, go walk to work, and you know, hope that our sons don't get killed or whatever it is. We still have to kind of do things on a regular basis. We still have to like survive, and at the same time. We have to create, you know, the the voices, the visuals for the culture, you know, as artists, you know. So it's like, I, f- I feel like it's not just us. It's like so much weighing down on everybody for what's happening right now, you know. Do you feel like that sort of state of affairs is bringing your your own like self-identity as an artist into sharper focus in any way? Like, for me, I'm, like, doing a lot of reckoning with my own stuff and, like, the bigger picture. And I I do feel like it's somehow making me a little more focused or being able to be more clear and intentional about what my vision is and what I'm trying to actually say and stand by those things. I feel like you're right in that sense. Like, I feel like something's happening. I can't really put put my finger on it yet, but it's kind of like what we were talking about you know, when I was like, oh, I feel like I need to make something kind of political. And it's more like when I see something like Donald Glover, like this is America. And then I see something like uh, Extentacion. I didn't know if, if that's how you say his name, but he just got killed. And then I think I just happened to just scroll through like a bunch of Instagram, like videos of like kids who rap that look just like him kind of look like clowns like not like in a negative way like literally clowns like 
like like the tattoos on the face, kind of like the makeup of the clown and the hair that's really, you know, and I was like, what is happening right now? There's so much pushback. There's, there's like stuff like this is America. And then there's just like, just like I'm on drugs and I'm depressed. And like, all of this is very real. All this is, all of this is like very necessary to our culture. But at the same time, it's like, I think there needs to be like all these other voices and they're happening too. And I think we're at, we're at a place where our voices really matter, you know? Um, and in that way, I feel some sort of responsibility. Um, but I don't really know what it's going to be yet. Say goodbye Wish I could see you smile 
in terms of tuba fresh where are you i feel like right now i'm like we're playing shows and i feel like we're trying to get into what it's going to be like to really have a great live band but in terms of like just musical stuff i'm trying to i would love to make an instrumental you know project just something completely different than what i was doing just more like on the beat maker type um and just kind of like put it out there and then hopefully next year or late this year start working on something where it's like more like what people think of as tuba fresh mm-hmm. vocals and more songwriting um but i really want to learn how to you know make beats on a different level like um i really want to sit with my thoughts and and have it come out through music and not always have to use my voice to do it um so that's something and i i really want to make some like jazz tracks I, i've been i've been dreaming about that lately just making jazz like not in, not in like the old way the old sense of it but making musical melodic lines um with the horn or with instrumentation and just expanding so those are a couple concepts that I'm really interested in right now. Are all those ideas something that you think you can fit under the tuber fresh umbrella or is there some other like thing mm-hmm. you have to do to Yeah. Like Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, like uh yeah, I feel like I could just put it under Tuber Fresh because at the end of the day Tuber Fresh is just my name. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. Um I don't there's no prescription to to who or what I should be, you know. Maybe in the past I felt that way. Like, doing a brass band, it felt very much like, well, if you're not doing brass or you want to, like, go a completely electronic way, how are you going to do that? Why are you going to do that? But I feel like it's whatever. I feel, like, completely free. Like, you know, with music, you know. When, like, just the other day, someone emailed me, like, oh, like, we're playing this show, but uh, you're playing all these shows coming up before this show, and people are mad about it. And I just read that email, and I just like, this is this is nonsense. Like all all we're meant to be doing is just doing music, you know what I mean? And every time I see stuff like that, or someone someone's trying to pull me back into this music like machine, I just have to remind myself to be like, fuck it. Like, if I don't get X, Y, and Z, or get to, don't get to play here and here and don't get this and that, fuck it all. Because I've been in that world with Pitch Black. And I don't want it. And, it. and it's hard to explain that to people. Like, people say, oh, what do you want to be doing in five years? Like, where do you see? I'm like, first of all, I can't promise you anything. And, I, you know, whatever goals I have... It's going to be more of so like personal goals. Like, yeah, of course you want all those accolades and things like that, but I don't want it to come in, the, in those kinds of ways. And if that's the only way that could come, I don't want it. You know, so I, f- I don't feel too much pressure. I just feel like I just want to continue to learn how to do music better. And I just want to be able to put it out, like to feel confident enough, to believe in myself enough to put it out, you know, and... I think that that those are gonna be the most the the struggle that I feel when it comes to that kind of thing. It's like about me, you know. 
it's another good thing about uh, like having. I mean, we're not like a million years old, but have been here enough years to like have gained a little wisdom in terms yeah. of mm-hmm. what it means for us as artists to be in this city and in this business. And uh, it's taken me a long time to be like, oh, I can just be me. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Yeah. Like even in my personal life. I mean, that extends mm-hmm. beyond music stuff. You're like right. it can take a long time to like figure out that like you don't have to play whatever game yep it's hard because some people that do play that game they can make a lot of money and like Mm -hmm. x y and z thing yeah and it's it's complicated it's really complicated that's the thing it's like it's almost like daily shift of complication like you think about it all the time like i was i was talking to someone the other day and we're talking about looks as a brass player or as a woman and that shit is real and I never really felt like I had to play into that stuff. But, you know, sometimes I feel like I do, you know. Um, but it's really real. And it's 2018 and people still feel like, man, how am I going to continue getting gigs in 10 years if I don't look this way? And that's crazy to think about, right? That's like, I feel like that is like crazy to even imagine like that's a thought. But that's a real thought for a lot of women. And it's a real thought for, like, I think some men, too, you know? Um, but I just don't want to be, I don't want to be, I like, I think of myself as a musician in Crooklyn. You know, the father who is like, I just, I just want to do my music. <laughs> but you know what happens to him? I mean, you know, divorce and the shit like that. Yeah. Like, But, like, I kind of feel like that's that should be my goal. Like, my goal is to be, like, I just want to play my music <laughs> and everything just fucking falls apart. Oh boy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know. It's like good for you guys. Like right. good luck with that. Exactly. I mean, if I was wrong, I'm grieving just to say that you were. 
Ever need a little bit of you time, but don't want to be alone? Go over to adammail.com and use our promo code AMPOD to get 25% off your order plus free shipping. Adam Mail's mission is to provide sex positive information and the best adult toys and videos from around the globe. Type in adammail.com and use our code AMPOD. Hey, it's Maya again. I'm taking a brief pause to let you know you can support Homoground on Patreon at homoground.com slash Patreon. That also will allow you access to special content and help us keep doing what we're doing. Special thanks to our current Patreon supporters, Ren Wilder, Catherine Legay, Willard Joyce, Adriana Martinez, Ashley Amen, Michael Bacon, Andy G., and Critical Explorers of Future Societies. That feeling of music just being intertwined with you, like, I know, like, when people, like, even, like, jobs and stuff, like, I know that I have to take a risk and go do this gig or take a risk and be tired as fuck for the next, like, month because I have to do music. So even if I have my boss saying something like, I feel like you're distracted, I have to take that risk because I know that it's going to be a worse situation if I don't do music than if I try to just kind of do this job and, you know, and... And we're all going to be better for it. <laughs> like, my partner's going to be better for it. I'm going to be better for it. My job's going to be better for it in the long run. But that is a scary feeling to know that I know in my life that I have to do music. I don't know that about anything else. Like, I don't know that about, I don't know if I have to eat. I don't know if I have to drink. Yeah. I just know that I have to do music. I feel like music is the only thing that keeps me and has kept me sane. When, before I knew about therapy or anything, like, as a kid, like, music definitely kept me sane, definitely kept me grounded. You know, when I got kicked out of my mom's house, I remember I took scores with me, like, Mahler and Tchaikovsky with me. You know what I mean? Those guys kept me safe, and that's crazy, you know? Yeah. But, like, that's how, that's how it felt. That's how it feels, like, Yeah. So what's the stuff that you would take out of your apartment if there was a fire? <laughs> Man, I think about that all the time. <laughs> Before, I used to think it was my tubas. If those melt down, you can just reforge them into a new <laughs> instrument. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like they would just survive the fire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like things have shifted, and I feel like I just make sure probably that Max little pug is out first. <laughs> Puppies first. Puppies first. Um, nah, but I probably think about taking like a laptop or, um, some photos. Uh, I probably like would leave the tubas. That's how crazy, like that's how I've shifted, like, you know? So you would bring the laptop over your tuba? I think so. Because the laptop has like photos on it. It has music on it. It has so much, you know? At the end of the day, I will just think the tuba is just an instrument. It's just, it's just a piece of metal, you know. Um, but in terms of like, I love pictures. Like, if I were to lose any like picture, any like something that like my mom wrote, hand wrote to me, like a letter or something like that, I feel like I've and not know that I lost it. I feel more sad of knowing that I lost a tuba for real, you know. Oh, yeah. Max, 
Ooh. Ooh. Someone's home. Someone's, someone's coming up. This is so exciting. I know. This is kind of cool. This is. It's like a very special guest. Very special guest entering arriving. the building. Yeah. Hey, Ben. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. Nice haircut. Thank you. <laughs> That's Ben Brody, everybody. He's a great composer. And um, he does music for a bunch of stuff, films and commercials and everything. BenBrodyMusic.com. Well, we were talking about studio setups and recording and stuff earlier off the record. Um, and it sounds like 
at least in theory, you're getting closer to some idea of the ideal way of your like workflow and stuff and how to how you might want to record in the future. Is that something that you think is like attainable in the near future? That style of, I mean, the thing I'm referring to basically is being able to do more stuff. I mean, we were talking yeah. about it, doing more stuff on your own. Yeah, I definitely think it's attainable. Like, you know, I feel like I need a couple things, you know, a better mic. Uh, we were talking about interface, um, just a few things, you know, and I feel like I'd be good to go, you know, because I feel like it's so many people are writing more and more and more music in their bedroom, in their house. And it's it's just more comfortable. There's something about it, you know? There's no time pressure. There's just, you know, I feel like it's attainable. And I feel like it's going to be the best way for me to do it. Like, I'm still figuring out, though, like, what my best setup is. But I feel like I'm going to get there. I'm I'm excited about it. I need a couple more synths, though. <laughs> I, I would love a couple more synths just... Or, like, you know, just, just a station that's just set up constantly. I don't have to remove anything. Yeah. And that's just it. You mentioned that you want to make some jazz, but a new kind of jazz. Yeah. What, is, what does that mean? I feel like I want to make some long-form music um, that's instrumental, that really has great melodic lines and, you know, jazz structures. Um, I just, I just feel like that kind of music has been calling me. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I just think about, you know, like, back in the day, you know, I was listening to, like, um, I was listening to the Cold Train yesterday, and it always starts off with, like, some horn, like, or just, like, horn pads, like, and then it's just, like, some piano chords underneath it, and it's just, like, really long, and then they go into, like, a really long solo, and the energy it's just like there's so much energy in such like a small like it's fascinating how like a lot of those jazz players would come with tunes just like okay i just come up with a head just a melodic line okay now i'm just gonna put some chords underneath it and then you guys just do whatever you want <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> you know yeah and it's like so i kind of that kind of process has been interesting to me lately because mostly because i i just never really do it so I'm like, I'm kind of excited to just sit, I, and I just feel like a lot of things that I want to express right now, I can't find the words for it. So I want to use the melodic, you know. Is that the kind of thing where y you picture yourself like with the Tuber Fresh band doing that, or you sitting alone in a room thinking all about your melodic lines yeah i feel like it's both like i was thinking about that the other day i was thinking how do how would i do this right because i feel like you need the the uh uh what do you call it the communication or like um the influence of like a drummer you know because i could kind of say stuff about drums but how would they how would they like relate to this rhythm or to this melody or to this section. Like, if I describe a section, how can they, like, make it really pop instead of, like, what I'm thinking, you know? But I feel like I would spend... I love... I'm so much better by myself than with other people when it comes to music. Um, and I would just, like, kind of, like, spend way too much time thinking about the form and everything before I would go in front of people and uh, say, how can we make this? I just want to have, like, a structure... 
and then see how we can expand it with other folks, you know, like with the band, because I don't, I don't necessarily love people telling me, well, what about this? What about that? Like, what about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how I, that's how I, I think in my mind, but I can't really say yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I'll probably do it myself first, you know? Yeah. Well, that's like the hard and great thing about playing music with other people. Yeah. It's like so cool, but then sometimes it's like, uh, yep. boy, I'm really a control freak and I don't know how to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's just me. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Smoke this, take a hit, hit. Pass it all around, fit together. This is Laura Lai, this is new shit. Up in the clouds, got me singing like Laura Lai, Laura Lai. Smoke this, take a hit, hit. Pass it all around, fit together. This is Laura Lai, this is new shit. Up in the clouds, got me singing like Laura Do you, uh, did you ever listen to like atonal music or any of that stuff? Oh yeah. What's your stance? Oh my God. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I see how old am I now? Like thir- I'm 31. I don't want to look back on this interview and be like, Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> For the most part, I think atonal music is a bit like, uh, you know, like, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, all you great composers. Um, no, there's some stuff that's like really striking. Like, I mean, this is gonna sound so fucking typical, but like John Cage or something, where it's like he's just fucking silent. The silence for the whole audience, and then but the acting of like a piano player just being there, turning pages or some shit. Like that's that's kind of amazing because 
it's it's all about your mind. It's all about the way that you're processing what the fuck is happening. But the stuff that's like, meh, it's kind of just like, you know, like, I get that you think you're great, and you probably are, but I don't have to listen to this, so I don't, you know, but I'm thankful that I kind of learned about it, but, like, I don't, it's a few people, like, maybe, like, um, Peter Evans, this trumpet player, who I used to watch him back in the day, I like his atonal, his atonal kind of stuff, or his weird kind of stuff, that was cool, there's some cool stuff, and there's just some, like, pretentious shit, and I just, I'm just not about the pretentious stuff. Do you have any shows in the near future speaking of music i have a show in on the 12th of july um with lady moon and the eclipse at brooklyn bowl so that should be cool hopefully that should be nice hopefully i associate you with brooklyn bowl because i associate pitch black pitch black with brooklyn bowl for some reason we played a lot of brooklyn bowl shows back in the day i'm kind of i'm kind of it's, it's funny that i'm playing a brooklyn bowl show with super fresh i i uh i thought about it you know whether or not i should do it or not if this interview comes out before july 12th that's the next time you could probably see us um and we're playing a couple of, we're playing a show in providence rhode island um on july 15th and we're playing a secret festival, which I'm very excited about that we're both playing. Yeah. And we can't talk about. No. But uh, I'm very excited about that festival. I'm really happy to have had this uh, musical therapy sesh. I know, right? That's really what it was. It was awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. It's Scantron. I've got some resources in case you're looking for something more than a musical therapy session. During this episode, Chanel mentioned ICP, which stands for the Institute for Contemporary Psychotherapy. The Institute for Contemporary Psychotherapy is one of the oldest and largest mental health training and treatment facilities in New York City. They offer high quality therapy at low to moderate cost. To find out more information about ICP, visit icpnyc.org. But hey, we know we also have a lot of listeners that don't live in New York City. A lot of you are scattered all over the globe, which is awesome, but it can also make our community feel a little fragmented because we're not able to meet and talk in person. Whether you're struggling with mental health issues, your identity, or you just need to talk to someone, We believe help should be accessible to everyone, which is why we've teamed up with Pride Counseling to be able to offer free trials to their counseling services for Homoground listeners. If this is something that would be useful to you, head over to homoground.com slash therapy to learn more about Pride Counseling and the services they offer. You can get matched with a licensed therapist in under 24 hours. You've listened to this podcast for a long time. Now it's time to talk.